Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Petty has provided us with so many songs dealing with this illegal alien uh, invasion that has come to our communities now. And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has said everything is on the table. Every community. In fact, he's outsourcing them upstate. And there are some who are more than happy to accept them because of the money that's attached. Remember, we in New York City, even if we send them to Albany, to Erie County, to Westchester, we still pay for their stay, their food, their clothing, everything that goes along in caring for them. And uh, the Essex County, make that, the Erie County executive director wants no part of it anymore. He was, he was the first to jump on board. Uh, that includes the area of Buffalo, Cheektowaga, Tonawanda, Amherst, that whole area. He was more than happy to take it because then he could give his cronies kickbacks. This is all about what it is. You, you talk contracts and then these local executives, they get kickbacks, uh, so they can take care of their supporters who want to put their beak in the trough of this incredible amount of money that's being spent on non-Americans. We don't even spend that on those desperately in need, especially African-Americans who might be homeless, destitute, emotionally disturbed, some who are veterans who live in our subways, our streets, our parks. They've been told to get to the back of the line. Back to back, belly to belly. The Erie County executive had to all of a sudden wake up and deal with the reality on two separate nights at two separate Super 8 motels in Cheektowaka. First, a Venezuelan illegal alien male, and then a illegal alien male from the Congo raped female employees. And he announced, Eric Adams, are you vetting these people? Of course not. Are you crazy to accept any of these people? None of them were vetted when they came across the border. None of them have had medical checkups or been given shots. You're all nuts because you want the money. Well, now he's saying, don't send any more. We don't want your money. We don't want these illegal aliens that you can't even guarantee to us who they are. Hey, wise up. Breaking news here, Lou. Breaking news because... Breaking news, WABC. There is a schmuck of putts out there who has rolled out the red carpet for all the illegal aliens in New York City 
can uh, outsource to him, George Latimer. His office is in Westchester County or in White Plains. He lives in Rye. He has made a deal to house illegal aliens at a no-tell motel in Porchester. Porchester. So I'm warning all of you there, do whatever you can to stop that now, because this guy is stabbing you in the back. And there are obviously people in Porchester who are going to be making money on this. Kickbacks from George Latimer. George Latimer, that's right. No friend to any of you in Westchester County. Notice he's not putting them in Armand, Larchmont. He's not putting them... Uh, in his community of Rye, if you happen to know where he lives, go knock on his door and say, hey, how about taking in some illegal aliens yourself into your McMansion? And certainly not in Chappaqua, uh, the love shack of Bill and Hillary next door. They built a home assuming that Hillary would be president in 2016 for what would have been the needed requirement of extra s- Secret Service agents. It's empty. How's them there in the whitest suburb in America where even the lawn jockeys are white? But George Latimer will never do that. So let's get back on track because all of a sudden, Eric Adams has become super spiritual when talking about how we have to do this. Remember what he had to say about how God had indicated to him 30 years ago that he would be mayor of the city of New York. 30-something years ago, I woke up in my sleep, out of my sleep in a cold sweat. God spoke to my heart and said, you are going to be the mayor January 1st, 2022. And the message was clear. God stated, you cannot be silent. You must tell everyone you know. Because it's a Judges 7, verse 2 through 7 moment. Because when you win the battle, I don't want you to think that you won on your own. And I don't want people to think that you won because of you, who you are. So now Eric Adams going on that crazy rant because he is totally crazy. Schizophrenic people talk like that. He actually believes that he was chosen by God to be the mayor of the city of New York to help destroy us after eight years of de Blasio. He's now putting the final shiv into our back and bleeding us out by being the mayor of the illegal aliens. And the reason I say that, uh, by the way, uh, gentlemen in the newsroom, are you prepared to do some research here? Because I need the audio cuts. Yesterday on the front steps of Brooklyn Borough Hall, where he was the Brooklyn Borough president for eight years, he said this. Uh, in defiance of Phil Orenstein, who surrounded him with the angry residents of Eastern Queens at the annual India Day Parade on the place where we're meeting tonight, Hillside, right there, Hillside Avenue, across from Creedmoor, where I will be getting locked up along with others uh, who will be practicing civil disobedience. We've already chosen them. We've already trained them. So if you show up, you're there to support us as we try to stop the illegal aliens from being put into that tent city. But yesterday he said on the front steps of Brooklyn Borough Hall, and I'm going to need these cuts, New Yorkers, please don't turn against each other. This is what the enemy wants. Now, a gentleman in the newsroom, uh, uh, who's going to respond to this? I can, I can respond. Can you find out from uh, Fabian Levy has now been promoted? He's a deputy macher there. He's making like $295,000 a year. He got a pay raise. What the mayor 
meant when he said, New Yorkers, please don't turn against each other. That is what the enemy wants. Could you ask him to describe who the enemy is? Sure. I'm going to, I can send him an email right now. Because obviously he's referring to me first and then Sid Rosenberg, who's turned on him. And anyone out there who's questioning his sanity by just allowing all these illegal aliens to pour into our city. He went on to say this city is supposed to be displaying what the godlike spirit is. And it doesn't mean stating that we don't want those people, which is a direct slap in the face to Phil Orenstein and the angry the residents of East Queens who have a thousand single able body young men with nothing to do and nowhere to go jammed down their throats in tents that are already constructed in Queenmore. I was there last night from about 11 o'clock to 1230 in the morning. No security. You can roam anywhere uh, around Creedmoor other than Building 40, which is for the severely psychotic, emotionally disturbed, dangerous individuals. Uh, the people, the others who are housed there, they're free to roam about. The illegal aliens, they won't even have a curfew. And there's no security. No security. And the two bus lines outside, uh, opposite the entrance on Hillside Avenue, two of the bus lines go to Nassau County. Nassau County! Uh, Bruce Blakeman, Peter King, everyone out there, you already said you don't want any of the illegal aliens. I get it. But how are you going to stop them since they have free passes now in order to get on those Nassau County buses and come out to you? And they will sooner rather than later. Then at the end of the India Day Parade, Eric Adams, swagger mayor with no plan because he's always trying to... uh say whatever it is that he thinks that audience in front of him wants to hear. By the way, uh, Noam Layden, uh, can you please get me this cut? Noam, uh, he yes. said this in a gathering, and probably the Indian press has this. Uh, Eric Adams said, I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be just like Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi wasn't yelling at older women. Remember as he was up there in the Washington Heights when he was uh, yelling at one of your peeps, a Holocaust survivor, what was she, 84, 94 years old? Something like that. Maria Lynch, remember in Astoria, he was yelling at her, you got an accent. Can you get those cut? Can you believe this guy? He's now claiming that he's like Mahatma Gandhi. No, no, Eric Adams. You want to see Mahatma Gandhi? Mahatma Gandhi was a disciple of civil disobedience, nonviolent civil disobedience. You're going to see that tonight at Creedmoor with me leading it. And you're going to see that in demonstrations in the future everywhere where you shove the illegal aliens that you've welcomed in, that you brought in, that should be in the backyard of Gracie Mansion where you have a tent and you can house 250 of them. And you better believe we're coming to Gracie Mansion soon. And in each and every occasion, we are going to use Gandhian civil disobedience against this tyranny of you, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, and Papa Chulo Joe Biden. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa.
They're coming as we speak. Five buses will arrive today at the Port Authority. They will then walk across 42nd Street to the Roosevelt Hotel that we gave the crooks in Pakistan $275 million in order to lease it for three years to house in 1,000 rooms the illegal aliens so they can be outsourced to all of you. Everything is on the table. 3,000 locations have been checked, and any one of them at any time of the day and night can see the buses arrive with the illegal aliens that Papa Chulo welcomed into New York City, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, and were first uh, ushered in by who's your daddy, Joe Biden. Remember, Eric Adams is the um, Joe Biden of Brooklyn, but he's also... Mahatma Gandhi. Did you know that? Did you know that he's trying to be like Mahatma Gandhi? So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. Did I hear that again? So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. Really? And actually, who was he saying that in front of? He does that, depending on the crowd, because he believes that you're all suckers. Because his uh, complexion is his complexion. So he's at the end of the India Day Parade, which passes right by Hillside Avenue, where we'll be tonight at 7 o'clock for the demonstration to save that neighborhood and so many other neighborhoods you want to join us, especially from nearby Nassau County. Don't believe the fact that they're not coming to you in Nassau because, as I've told you over and over, I can't repeat it enough. There are three bus lines on Hillside Avenue. Two that go to Nassau County. Eric Adams, swagger man, with our money, our city tax dollars, is giving them free transit wherever they want to go. There's no curfew there. They want to get on those Nassau County buses. They're going to come into your area. Uh, North Shore there, you think you're privileged. You think you're better than everyone else. Guess what? You're going to be living with illegal aliens all along Northern Boulevard from Leonard's right through all you Persians there. You're going to wonder, how did they get here? From Creedmoor, because you didn't join us to stop it. You didn't join us to stop it. Can I hear that one more time? <laughs> Eric Adams being Gandhi. <laughs> so I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. This guy is delusional. He is out of control. He thinks he's on a mission from God, Gandhi, Buddha, depending on the group that he's in front, Hashem, that this is what we should all be doing. And yet there is a simple answer. If you believe that we have to take the illegal aliens, Rikers Island. In fact, since day one of this illegal invasion into our city, back in August, a year ago, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, host of the roundtable discussion with Rita Cosby at night at 5 o'clock, said, Rikers Island, Rikers Island. He was, he was talking to the OEM commissioner last night, Zach Iskell. And we'll see if we can get that momentarily. Uh, Zach Iskell saying it was very complicated that we might have to house them on Rikers. That that would be almost a fait accompli. 
we, last time we were on, we talked about Rikers Island. You have room for twenty or 30,000 people there. Why do we want to inconvenience New York City residents when we can just put the migrants over there? So every time we look at a different space, there's a, a host of things that we need to solve for and look for. Uh, Rikers Island, we are looking at it, but it is complicated. Um, there are security concerns. There are transportation concerns. Um, there's concerns about intermixing with the population there, about putting too much on Department of Corrections, about the infrastructure there. So it is something well, that we, we are send the national. At. We can have the state send the National Guard to help the Department of Corrections. Um, we have made very clear what our asks are of the state and the federal government, as I've said. You liar. Uh, the mayor has said everything is on the table. Rikers Island is not on the table. John made the perfect argument. Well, you send the National Guard, the state National Guard. There's only one way in, one way out, Steinway Street, over the bridge. They're not going to be mixing with the population, you idiot. Uh, Office of Emergency Management, he's obviously never been to Rikers. I've been locked up there. You don't mix. You're locked up, even though you may control the tiers, you may control the building, C-74, C-76. You don't just go outside. That speech is now in Creedmoor. They'll be able to come and go as they please. There's no curfew. They can intermix with the other patients of Creedmoor who are not in lockdown, which is most of them. Only in Building 40 are they in lockdown. So that's nonsense. And then that was the same thing that Phil Ornstein confronted the mayor with. On Sunday afternoon, when he attended the annual India Day Parade. Mr. Mayor, what about Rikers Island? There are abandoned buildings there. They could house 20,000, but not at Creedmoor, not in our neighborhood. We're going to destroy our neighborhoods. We're going to destroy the property values. We're gonna, there's going to be crime. There's going to be drug taking. We don't know what's going to happen. They will not consider Rikers Island which makes the most sense. If you want to believe we have to take them, that we're a sanctuary city, there's no law that says we're a sanctuary city, no law that says we're a sanctuary state. But even if you want to give Eric Adams and Kathy Crimewave Holcomb the benefit of the doubt, house them on Rikers Island. Half the buildings are empty. It would need a little rehab for the electricity, the plumbing. You've got bathrooms, huge bathrooms, showers. you got huge cafeterias. you got huge kitchens be so easy to do. They don't want to do it. And then the lie of all lies yesterday. Vito Fisella had spent two times last week on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John and uh, Rita Cosby explaining how senior citizens had been kicked out of a Midland Beach senior citizen center that we were all at in the rally against them pushing illegal aliens in there on Saturday. 1,500, most of them WABC listeners. And Vito Fisello, the borough president, said, yeah, they even kicked out recently a 95-year-old widow whose husband was a veteran. So naturally, John Katsimatidis asked about that because Vito Fisella had spoken about that on two separate appearances. So what does the head of the OEM say? He lied. There was a story on Staten Island that we're, we're, we're moving uh, old-age people out of an old-age home to put uh, migrants in. Was that true or not true? That is not true. Not true. You dirty, lousy son of a bee. You know, I know it's true. In fact, everybody in Staten Island knows it's true. 
In, fla- in fact, the commissioner of buildings, that Utreditor, that Judas, who's taken 30 pieces of silver to stab everyone in Staten Island in the back, former Republican conservative Jimmy Otto, borough president, who actually did the specs on that senior citizen home and approved it for illegal aliens to be moved in. So if you want to join us, we're going to be out there 2 p.m. on Sunday. Yep, more civil disobedience. That ain't happening. And all these demonstrations upcoming, they, he wants to be, can I hear him say he's Gandhi? He wants to be Gandhi-like, please. Uh, I want to hear the mayor again talk about that. So I'm Gandhi-like. I think like Gandhi. I act like Gandhi. I want to be like Gandhi. Well, guess what? Civil disobedience from now on at every location. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. Every location, including Gracie Mansion, coming up. You could be housing them in the backyard. You have a tent for cultural events. You can house 250. Everyone agrees on that. You said, whoa, I'll consider it, but they won't let me do it. Bull feathers. Bull feathers. How dare he say that? And then yesterday, there was the borough president of Vito Fasella outside of Fort Wadsworth, the oldest active military base in the nation. They want to stuff illegal aliens there. And he said no. A thousand times no. You want to put migrant families here in Fort Wadsworth? A situation nobody here created? Then I suggest you do the right thing and allow these individuals to live in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and perhaps then we'll wake up the federal government to help solve the problem that they, in fact, created. Excellent, Vito. He went on to say, put them on the National Mall. Build the tents on the National Mall, which is between uh, the Washington uh, Monument and the Lincoln Memorial. And, you know, years and years ago, my grandfather on my Polish side, Anton, had served in World War I, uh, then marched to Washington when Hoover was the president. He had promised them a bonus. He reneged on that bonus, and there were men from all over the country who marched there and built a tent city on the mall, the Washington Mall, the very place that Vito Fasella had suggested they build the tents and house the illegals there. And I remember my grandfather, Anton, explaining how General MacArthur and General Eisenhower were ordered by President Hoover to break up the encampment, and they did it by beating up people like my grandfather and others who had served in World War I and chased them out of Washington under the threat of arrest, burned down their encampment, gassed them. These were patriots. These were men who risked their life in World War I, trench foot, mustard gas poisoning, horrible injuries. And they had to walk all home. And they were denied the bonus that was rightfully theirs. See, that's what this government can do. And just like Eric Adams, who welcomed these illegal aliens at our taxpayers' expense on Friday, he was Pontius Pilate at City Hall. He said, guess what? It's no longer my problem. It's your problem, citizens. This is a moment where people need to stop asking, Eric, what are you doing? This is a moment we need to ask, what are we doing? We can't do this alone. This is an all-hands-on-deck. 
the dollars coming in are not equaling the dollars that we have to pay going out. So we're going to do our part to the best of our abilities within the financial restraint. But we have a real call. We need every New Yorker that has something to offer to play a role. This is not Mayor Adams' job. This is the job of the people of the city of New York. And we're going to do our job tonight. Media Hillside Avenue, the entrance to Creedmoor, where we are going to save that neighborhood and other neighborhoods all over the city and wherever he outsources these illegal aliens. No tents, no illegal aliens, and I am prepared to get arrested for the 78th time with others to prove our Gandhian point, Mayor. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Wow, Sid Rosenberg has proven to be a friend beyond all friends. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly, he has burnt the bridges with David Patterson. That was yesterday. We'll get to that momentarily. But today, it was radio at its finest. Peter King came on and engaged him right away, first attacking Noam Layden and then naturally attacking me. And Sid Rosenberg rose to a very spirited defense. Here he is, my dear friend, Congressman Peter King. Pete, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, sir. But let me go right to that, okay? That was a totally unfair shot that Noam took at Harold uh, Tool on the sheriff. He was taken off suicide watch. That's a decision by the health officials. There were two correction officers watching him all the time. And for mm-hmm. anyone to even suggest that Errol Tool would be involved in something like that is disgrace. I think WABC... Uh, should give an apology right now to Errol Tulon. You cannot find a more dedicated law enforcement officer anywhere in this country. He's phenomenal. He's great. I was with him for dinner last night. Yeah. He's going through everything on this case. So that is a really a cheap shot, and I resent it. I really do, because I know him. I know him well. I know his wife. I know his record. And also, as far as uh, uh, Ewan, whatever his name is, knowing him, he knows nothing about the Suffolk County Police. That's another ridiculous thing. Don't listen to Curtis. He knows nothing about this. Pete, I love you to death. He's been more right than you've been throughout this no, whole thing. He yes, he has. has. Dating back to, to Burke, 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 that low life and what he did. Wrong. No, 100% wrong. right. Yes, 100% right. right. What was 100% right? Burke and his involvement and, and the and the, and the the DA at the no time. They, they went to prison. Peter, they went. you got to stop defending people who went to no, no, prison. No, no, you sound no, silly. I'm they went to prison. Know, and you don't know. You have no idea. No, no, no. no Pete, Pete, you can say I don't know all you want. That doesn't mean you're right. You're defending guys that went to prison, Peter King. How does that make sense? You sound ridiculous. They went to prison. Roger Stone went to he prison. Was, he was arrested unfairly, not those two scumbags in your no, town. No, you the scumbags. You keep quiet for a minute and listen to me. Jimmy Burke, what he was accused of, had nothing Jimmy to do with Jimmy Burke is a lowlife. Don't defend him. Please don't defend him on this show. Sure. You want to do it someplace else, do it. Not here. Not here. No, I'm no. telling you. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm I don't care what you tell. No, no, no. No, no. You hold on. You, you hold on. Put him on hold Jim for a second. Burke. I am not going to allow Peter King to defend Jimmy Burke on this show. I don't care. How much I love him, 
how many years he served in Congress. I am not going to allow him to, to, to take a, a police guy who was banging prostitutes, walking around with dildos, hanging out at Oak Beach. I'm not going to let it happen. It's nice that Peter's loyal to his friends. Ain't going to happen here. You know, I just don't understand Peter King. This obsession in defending the indefensible. Former police chief James Burke went to jail, who kept the FBI out of the investigation at Gilgo Beach. Forget what I say and Noam says. Look, county legislator in Suffolk, Troyton, who was named police officer of the year in Suffolk County and then a few years later detective of the year. He says it all. Suffolk County is one of the most corrupt places on the planet Earth. The way I feel, the way I see it, you know, coming from my background, it's absolutely absurd what goes on in this county. And people, you know, they're working hard. They're just not really paying attention. I mean, in the United States of America, they have not arrested a sitting district attorney in the last 25 years, except Suffolk County. Mm. So they took serial killer architect Rex off of suicide watch. You think that's smart? Of course, no one was right to question that after a month. This guy is prone to become uh, Jeffrey Epstein in that jail. But anyway, and then yesterday, uh, Sid Rosenberg took on my husband-in-law, David Patterson, who had gone to the game with him with a guy named Keith Kantrowitz of Power Express and Anthony Carone, who tried to lobby him to come back on the Eric Adams bandwagon. And then Sid came to my defense again. Can I get you right now to pledge your allegiance and promise me that you will vote for Curtis Sliwa when he runs again against Mayor Adams? Uh, The last time Curtis ran, I got one of these bets with someone at the station. They haven't paid up yet. (laughs) What I'm going to say is the only way Curtis will win is if there's an earthquake and he's the only survivor. Really? And then uh, Sid Rosenberg pressed him on that. He has no chance. <laughs> Why do you say he's got no chance? I'm curious. Well, I think Curtis is very bright. I used to do a radio show with him. Yeah. Um, but I think that his, uh, you know, the, the way he campaigns, it looks more like a sideshow than an actual campaign. Does he know the issues? Yes. Can he, does he have the institutional memory? Yeah. He has a, a tremendous, particularly historic memory about things that have gone on. Right. But I would think you would need somebody who had a little more government experience. A little more government experience. Like, they've really helped us, right? Eric Adams. Oh, wow. Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. Oh, we're doing so good, right? Joe Biden. Come on out, out to Hillside Avenue tonight. Coming to David Patterson. Say that to the crowd of thousands that are assembled. You threw down the gauntlet. This is war, Governor Patterson. This is all-out war.